Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Inc. Startup Stories podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Francesca Meffert, who is this beautiful, young, powerful woman who, as often will happen, through her life experience, reassessed what she was doing career-wise and health-wise, and has now made a transition or a pivot from being in corporate finance and taking on a master's to pursue a career, a future as a registered dietitian. So Francesca doesn't necessarily have a business in her words, but I would argue that she's already starting a business. She's got a website, she's got a freebie, she's got a podcast, which is, we're going to talk about the leverage of that and how it's going to work for her. Um, and is already creating this nice platform to bring alongside her as she explores this new, I guess, like this new part of herself based on what her own journey has been. So I'll hand it over. Welcome, Francesca, and take it away from there. And in your own words, um, tell us a bit more about, you know, where you're at now and why. Well, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I love the way you described that because as you said, in my own words, I wouldn't say that I have a business, um, but like you said, I am trying to lay the foundation so that I do make that mentality shift. And in fact, something I did here just recently was that you have to think about the business that you're building and not where you're at. Um, and I thought that was a great motivational quote for me. That's it's mm-hmm. you're, everyone starts somewhere. And so just, I'll give like a very short background on me. You more or less covered it in the, in essence. Um, but yeah, I, uh, worked in corporate finance for three years and that entire time, plus many years before that I had disordered eating. Um, I was never officially diagnosed, but I had all of the symptoms of binge eating disorder. Plus like I purged occasionally. So I definitely was a little bit further than the disordered eating mark. And after working with different dietitians, I went through intuitive eating and work with them to overcome that aspect in my life. And when I did so, it made me reevaluate my career direction. And I decided I didn't want to be in finance anymore and that I wanted to do something that served others Mm -hmm. and was more akin to what I felt I had gone through and how I could help people. And I've also always had a passion for just nutrition and food in general. So that's how I decided to pivot my career. And now I'm in a master's. It took me the last year and a half to get here because I had to take tons of prerequisites across, you know, biology, chemistry. So it's been a long time coming. And now I'm finally in my master's. I'm so excited. And as you mentioned, I'm just trying to build a lot of the foundation now so that hopefully when I finish my degree and I become credentialed, I can start taking on clients or depending on what I want to do, because I still don't know yet if I would want to do work one-on-one or just create courses. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to explore those options now and build up that framework so that I'm able to have a running functioning business in some capacity, preferably sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. um, because whether or not it becomes full-time right out the gates after I finish uh, my degree, um, or if it's maybe part-time and I can build it up to full-time, we'll just see how it goes. That's where I'm currently at. So you definitely have a business. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, I was thinking, 
overcome some like like you just laid down so much stuff and you know depending everybody approaches it differently but i am very much much a systems and strategy person and that's exactly what you're speaking into um and it's just so exciting because you know hindsight's always 2020 and i'm sure that if a lot of us could go back and give ourselves the safety that you're speaking about in this is going to happen and I'm just going to build it as I go, but, you know, with good thought and um, like not rushing it necessarily, we would consider a lot more things than the reactive mode that female entrepreneurs can find ourselves in. Um, and I love how proactive you're being and it feels less pressured than I feel at times, <laughs> for sure. And so, you know, you've got a website, you've got a freebie. Um, in our preamble, you mentioned one of the most sexiest things to me, because <laughs> this is how nerdy I am about this stuff, is you've already started to separate your personal and your business email. Mm -hmm. And you shared a quote. Could you share that one again about... Um, about what I it don't is. know if I would be doing it justice because I actually attended this free webinar which ended up resulting in me um, purchasing this legal bundle to actually mm -hmm. become legally legit mm -hmm. um, and which actually goes into the do you have a business or don't you have a business and they something they mentioned is you can get sued whether you have a business so you might as well make it a business which I was like oh that's a great point um, and so anyway uh, the 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 quote more or less is that you need to be thinking about the business you're building and not where it is currently at. And so you need to shift that mentality. And that's something I'm trying to work on doing more um, to, to literally shift myself into put your CEO pants on. How yes. would you look at this as a entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. Because what <clears throat> we're doing is casting a line into the future. And if we're just constantly in reactive mode, looking at where we're at, it's going to be hard to kind of go anywhere. And that's where the strategy and this, you know, sort of multi-year ahead can help us have um, something to strive towards or do that reverse engineering where you're, you're bringing the future to your present and creating a connection so that um, you're tied to something greater than just what is. And, you know, it's not to lose sight of the present moment, um, but it's to have a bigger picture to complete and mm -hmm. definitely and all the things are still going to happen along the way the surprises and the lessons and and the different things um but it's it's just like fantastic and congratulations for starting with that awareness um it's it's so 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 good so how long do you have in your master's program before you graduate I literally just started in January of this yeah. year. Yeah. And so it is a two years master's and that's actually kind of helpful for me because I'm honestly viewing it sort of the, you know, like in, in bowling, the like guardrails, I'm like, I am on this guardrail path for two years. Love Let's that. see how much and what I can do on the side is like my side hustle to like build this up over the course of two years. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been putting that in my mind. I've got two years. Let's see what I can build in that time. And to me, it also kind of helps me think it, it's it's good in it, it's good in the fact that 
it both does and does not put pressure on me because two years sounds like a lot, but at the same time, you're, it's going to go by faster than you think. Mm -hmm. And then I have to, especially as time goes on, say year and a half year, you know, like (laughs) time to put more pressure to the metal. So it, um, I think it's a good cushion, but also good guardrails to keep me like you got, you've, you've, you're under a time crunch. You got to keep going, which especially because of my master's obviously, and I, I, I do a lot more than just my master's. Like I'm involved, um, on like kind of this nonprofit. Um, I also do some work for an RD who's my mentor. So like, there's a lot of other things in my life apart from that. But, um, the fact that I have this timer for me, mm-hmm. like internally speaking mm-hmm. is helpful for me to keep telling myself, keep going or make a little bit of headway. So you have like, I would say four, six month chunks and then mm-hmm. presumably some goals or mileposts to achieve along the way. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I have a goal to have some kind of a digital product set up mm-hmm. on my website to like, even if it's like $10 or something, but literally <laughs> just to get me in the mindset of like, start yeah. to think that you are going to sell something, yes. <laughs> even if it's something tiny, especially be as in my master's, that's something I could easily put together if it's just a digital good on my website. Um, and also then I would need to think about the processes involved of like, how do I have a shopping cart? How do I facilitate that payment? I would need a business at that point and all those different parameters. And so I do have kind of smaller goals along the way in order to build up to that two year, how much can you do? So what's really cool about this that I want to um, pull out is like, this is a business plan, what you're talking about and taking that huge to-do list that I know sometimes myself, I'm trying to cram all into half an hour of time on any given day and mapping it out. And so one of my own personal quotes that I love to say is um, time for everything, but not all, but not everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're, is this, you know, mapped out bit by bit, building blocks of putting pieces together and <laughs> testing them, playing with them and knowing that they're all going to um, climax to something in a given time period. And two years isn't like an overwhelming amount of time to try and accomplish something like that. It's a comfortable, steady pace without, I would say, like to me, it feels without a ton of pressure, but definitely um, a touchable accountability, right? Yes, to when exactly. you get to that end point. That's what it's exactly not like, in 10 years, say. I'm yeah. going to be retired on a tropical <laughs> island. Like to yeah. me today, that's like, oh, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. But in the meantime. Especially for me, um, because like for you, for instance, you're already in a job, but for me, I'm not working. And so it's that extra motivation of for yourself and for others and for what you want is your career, your paying career. Mm -hmm. This is something that you have to be accountable to because you will need a job and whether to what extent you can build this up and have it pay you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Or if you need to seek another job, either for part-time or full-time work, depending on how much you do now is a great motivational factor as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it really helps with all those different parameters for me at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I also want to come back to 
the webinar that you went on that then you ended up buying the legal package from. So I'm up in Canada and in Canada, we have an amazing service called Good Lawyer where you can sort of pay as you go or Mm -hmm. buy by the service. And in the States, I know of legal Zoom, which is a comparable. And so I'm just curious as to which one you found and chose legal zoom what is that yeah it's a, it's um like a small business legal package that can provide you with contracts or getting your llc oh, um, or other i'm unfamiliar with that um that's, that's literally why i bought this right <laughs> yeah because because honestly speaking um mm. i hadn't actually planned to attend that webinar it was my sister that sent it to me because my sister knows of this the stuff that i'm working on and i'm trying to do and achieve and she sent it to me and then i remember i know i had seen it before marketed to me and for whatever reason i just never checked it out and i think it's because really fear has been holding me back for so long because and i was thinking more about that what fear necessarily and it, for me, at least, it boils down to that's why I say I don't have an official business because I'm worried about the legal and the tax. Mm. I'm worried about all things government. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Coming from corporate finance, though, like, well, yeah, I mean, that I think that's probably why. <laughs> because, <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, I worked for like a multinational company, and so like I know, um, think you have to be like because I ha- remember having to. I was part of what was called a focus group at my company. And we were putting together something called like dress for success, where it was with, we were working with women and I wanted to use the company logo and I had to get like a pre-approved contract from legal specifying Mm -hmm. I could use the logo Mm -hmm. and things like that. Just remind me, you need to be legally legit. You need to file your taxes on like, do all that. And, um, especially coming, um, like I, I, I get worried about those things because I don't want to land myself in hot water. And so that's why I ended up purchasing um, the legal thing that I mentioned um, to, because it has a bunch of like kind of contracts similar to probably what you were talking about. Um, Disclaimers, things like that. So that's stuff that I know I need to incorporate into my website, my podcast, especially because I talk about um, PCOS on my expanding nutrition, as well as Kaleidoscope FM, which is disordered eating. Anything like health related is huge. Um, Also because I'm not, a registered dietitian yet. Mm-hmm. I want to make it known, like I am not credentialed. We're just talking about um, general health at the moment. Um, this is not intended to be medical advice, for instance. So I forgot if I answered your question, but um, just thinking <coughs> about um, making sure that I am covered is the motivational factor that drove me to get that is, I think, kind of what you asked me. Uh, well, I asked for the there's so that was a beautiful answer first of all because in that you've differentiated a few things um one being you're working towards becoming a registered dietitian and you're right this is important to hear that when you have a professional or um somehow government or government close uh regulated designation Profession. profession there are legalities scope of practice and there's a lot of scope of practice involved a lot of scope of practice perfect so so uh, you know a question that comes across when should i get incorporated when should i register my llc well it will definitely be different based on what you're pursuing as a business based on what the um where the government has their fingers in it Right. Mm -hmm. And so for people who may be doing life coaching or money coaching or 
um, fitness or health in general, but not under uh, an acrid, um, uh, like a certificate program or something like that, they're going to be different. So that was a very smart move <laughs> to go and pursue that and buy that. And I, um, I want you to share the, the name of the service and generally the cost for what you got, because that's important. You know, we want to know these things when mm -hmm. we're startups is what, what kind of startup costs are we looking at? Sure. Uh, a couple of other things that came up, because um, we haven't talked about it yet, is you do have a podcast. So it's called Kaleidoscope FM. That's and... my older one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. What's your newer one? Um, I literally just published my first episode of my new one yesterday called Expanding Nutrition. Okay. Um, to mm. put it in context, Kaleidoscope FM was my older one that I did based on disordered eating and eating disorders. And my new one, Expanding Nutrition, is all things PCOS polycystic ovary syndrome for yes. women, yeah. um, which relates to, I ask women about their journeys and their stories. And I also interview health professionals about mm -hmm. everything under the sun from like sleep, gut health, mm -hmm. endometriosis, um, hypothalamic amenorrhea, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I already have a lot of pre-recordings um, yeah. that I'm planning on scheduling out, uh, but I did officially go live yesterday with the Expanding Nutrition podcast. Yay! Congratulations! <laughs> that's fantastic. And Expanding Nutrition is the name of your business, so that's yes. the mm -hmm. correlation and the evolution, mm -hmm. which is which is also really cool because you're making some of these things more and more real, right? You're adding more of those building blocks. You're also like just talking to people and putting it out there. So obviously, your family knows, probably your friends. You've been mm -hmm. posting on your Facebook. You're not shying away from it. So while you may have some internal um, blocks, as we all do, like you're still doing the actions to overcome that and, and sharing the message. And um, I think that is like there's it's not more complicated than that. Like it's not mm -hmm. some fancy marketing. It's not buying a chunk of Facebook ads. It's not a billboard on the side of the highway. Marketing is just sharing what is on your heart, what it is that you're, how you're trying to serve people, how you're trying to help them with a problem that you had and found solutions to. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, so before we lose it, can, can you just tell us what the legal service was, the company or the website? Yes. Let me, um, <clears throat> so I think her website is Sam Vanderweelen, like .com. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a specific person, a, a small yes, business it's lawyer. A, okay. She <laughs> was was a corporate lawyer, and then she became um, an entrepreneur to sell advice for people about like legal stuff, such as contracts, this kind of okay. thing. So um, she does not give like specific legal. So this is where I need to put into practice, like what she said, which is like the specifics of how you say things matter. Um, she gives more just general knowledge, for instance, um, like the, the question you said about like, when is, does it make sense to form an LLC mm -hmm. or things like that? Um, and she can give more general parameters um, and then always follow up with and check in your state, check with like your own legal mm -hmm. provider based on your particular business, what it is that you do going back to scope of practice, that kind of thing. So, um, but it's called the ultimate bundle and in it, um, I literally just bought it recently. Um, and so I haven't gone through a lot of it, but, um, she gives different kind of template contracts and this is specific to the United States considering yeah. you're in Canada. I wanted to mention that. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
contracts such as like for one-on-one. And then she also talks about business insurance, that kind of thing. Um, what types of business insurance there are and like when you would need one or the other, depending on that kind of thing. So more, I was trying to fill the gap in my own knowledge of like, you don't know what you don't know. And that's a lot that I know I don't know. And so I was like, <laughs> there's a lot for me to learn in that area. And so that's why um, I made that investment, which was roughly $2,000. Okay. Um, if you want, I have also actually in that she, I did ask what time does it make sense to form an LLC? Mm-hmm. And because I currently don't plan on selling anything for a minimum of several months. Mm-hmm. And they did say, cause she also works with like a team. Someone got back to me saying um, that if, if you form a business, you can accrue your losses, like for tax reasons on like into the next year, um, which is something I technically knew because I am like from accounting, but it's, it's, it makes a huge difference when you're thinking business versus you and, and also like the business insurance separating the business finances from your personal yes. liability. So there's a lot involved there, but they did mention you would need documentation of all your receipts. And then you need to go over that with um, some kind of accountant who's going to help you with your business taxes, that kind of thing. And so I actually was going back through and finding all the receipts that I had that I have built over time when prior to you forming that business business because you're allowed to use those receipts and expenses to show like this is part of forming the business because you will obviously have expenses prior to the initiation which I thought was helpful to hear even though I guess like logically I would understand that but I really needed a professional to tell me like it is okay to have expenses prior to forming a business Mm. Um, and so I was going back and finding all those receipts and if you wanted me to I'd be happy to share different things that came up for me at least that I paid for Um, but I'll leave it to your discretion what you would like to do. Well this is such tangible (laughs) conversation and you know again what's really cool with what's happening in your world is you're building the business, the more masculine structures for it before you have the product. (laughs) And um, a lot of other folks I speak with are going the other way. (laughs) Mm -hmm, I have an idea. I'm going to start selling it. I don't know how, but then it's three years later and like the back end is just a mess. Yeah. So I'm really going to take advantage of leaning into the behind the curtains of what's happening here because it's it's so so valuable to keep mm-hmm. things organized and you know again I'm like I'm such a strong headstrong Capricorn that um I'm like I think I would perish if systems didn't exist but mm-hmm. they help bring some order and logic to what otherwise could just be this you know crazy scribble of energy Um, and we don't always know what startup costs were like, even ironically with me being so linear, I went in and it was just sort of like, Oh, a little, this, Oh, a little, that a little, and you kind of accumulate it as you go as though you're like, right, exactly. Sandbox, right. You're just picking everything up as you travel along. So, um, absolutely let's hear, cause it seems like you've Mm -hmm. got a, a bit more space for thoughtfulness and consideration to what to collect along the way. So share with us what, what have been some of those things. And actually, so that stemmed from, thank you for, for recapping that. Um, That stemmed from back in 2021, I purchased a course about 
how to manage your personal finances. Now, coming from corporate finance, you would think that I'd be like on top of that, but personal finance and like corporate finance are two totally separate ballparks. Like no one was teaching me, oh, you should invest in the stock market and you should do this. Literally, I had random friends tell me if you've got like a chunk of like cash in the bank, you should be putting that into a high yield savings account. No one ever told me that until I was like in my early 20s and I had saved up a lot um, since then. So anyway, um, the reason I bring that up is when I did that course with personal savings, which I'm still kind of in the process of, it's an ongoing thing, managing your personal finances, but it brought it, my attention to um, what I was spending. And then because like you mentioned, you kind of build these expenses over time. And so it didn't really distinguish in my mind at the time, because I was doing this over the last, I've been doing this over the last like two years yeah. uh, where you, you know, you spend maybe like $10 on an app that you're using for Instagram to create reels or something that is meant for marketing or promotion. That's yeah. partly, that's at a business expense, but it's yes. $10 and you don't really think about it. And so I literally went back through and was going through my bank account statement, seeing like, what do I consider something I purchased for this specifically? And so this is, I just wanted to kind of explain how I did that. So other people could go back and do that too. Go back, pull out your bank statements, however you want to do it in Excel file or print them out, and then just go back and highlight uh, areas that you know, oh, I was buying this for my business or in some capacity. And so that's what I did in order to write it down and then see because I also wanted to get a picture in my mind of how much have I invested in trying to get this up and going so far. Mm. Um, yeah. So your capital startup. And then that, <laughs> oh my God, like this is <laughs> so activated. <laughs> if you're going to apply for grants, if you're going to do cost projections, mm -hmm. if you're going to do annual budgeting, mm -hmm. if you want to know how much money you want to make or need to make just to cover operational expenses, Mm -hmm. Never mind, start setting aside for masterminds or mentors mm -hmm. or this sort of thing. You yeah. need a budget. And last year now, officially 2022, I opened a bank account, a business bank account. And I was like, I'm a big girl now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so and exactly. Finally separated after years mm -hmm. of, of bleeding. Mm -hmm. um, and it was another step and another commitment and, you know, formalization of powerful ink as its own entity, its own being. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was so jacked up when you have, when you mentioned that you're doing that with your emails. And so, you know, we, we can see business as being us one and the mm -hmm. same, particularly when we are what's being sold. We're not selling a store or food or clothing, you know, that sort of thing. We're selling something that we're delivering and we can lose sight of that in the back end of things, but you need your business to be its own entity, to have its own money, to live in its own space mm -hmm. um, and setting a budget that will cover those expenses that you know what those expenses are, that you, you know, move $500 into that bank account just to pay for subscriptions Mm -hmm. for example, um, is extremely helpful. And again, will just help you see further along than where you're at. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And also props to you for the business account, because I have not taken that step, but that is something I know that's going to be coming down the road. And similar to you, I'm like, big girl pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> Future CEO, like you yeah. said at the beginning, right? Future CEO, yeah. what we're doing now mm -hmm for what's going to be 
Mm-hmm. And, and another quote that complements that that I love, um, that I'm sure some of us have heard, is like, do something today that your future self will thank you for. Yes. So we're, we're like reverse engineering, but we're also, mm-hmm. you know, still only here and trying to feed into what's coming. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> In fact, actually, going back to talking from the beginning when we, I was mentioning like I've got these two years, that kind of thing. Um, or even what you said, which is if you're trying to do it on the side kind of thing, everyone always says the best time to plant a seed was yesterday. And that's kind of what I keep telling myself. You're already behind. You're already behind. You're already behind. Just keep going, <laughs> which sometimes can be honestly be very daunting. But I mean, especially the way I said it, which is like how it, I feel like it's playing in my mind sometimes, <laughs> but it helps kind of drive me, but also kind of scare me. But also I kind of need that scare factor because if I didn't have some kind of thing I probably wouldn't be pushed because everyone's got a busy life and so it does take a lot of effort to prioritize making sure you can get some of this done so anyway going back to the the expenses just because I wanted to call it out so that people um who are in more similar situations to me who are trying to start out can be aware of kind of what they might expect so for instance I personally I also want to mention like this is for me personally I spent two thousand dollars on a blogging accelerated program um like course um it's a full course um and it's uh, provided by someone who's specifically a registered dietitian but I think other people purchase her course who aren't registered dietitians but she does focus it a little bit more on the registered dietitian side I purchased a SEO course for $1,000. Um, I purchased SiteGround, which is if you are if you still don't have your own website, SiteGround is a hosting platform for um, WordPress. WordPress is the name of um, like a website provider is the best way for me to describe it. Because if you're completely new to like ever having a website, you might not even be familiar with some of these things that I'm talking about. And that's why I want to mention it. Yeah. SiteGround is $60 a year. I purchased a domain name, which is the URL name, specifically expanding nutrition for $12. Um, I started a subscription to G Suite so that um, I don't currently pay for ConvertKit, which is um, a system you can use to send emails out to people when you um, create email, like an email list. Uh, But I did create a G Suite account so that I can have expanding nutrition at expandingnutrition.com because they said that it's less likely to go to spam if you have that kind of an email as opposed to an at Gmail, which is like current one that I mostly use. So I do that and that's $6 a month, which would equate to $72 a year. I purchased a key search yearly um, subscription for $135. I um, purchased the app InShot to help with like Instagram reels and things like that for promotion for $35. I purchased $120 of Canva for like the premium subscription to make like the lead magnet I made and also include my brand colors um, that I chose myself. Um, And then for my own podcast, which is $12 a month per podcast, um, it equates to $144 over the year. Um, I also purchased something called Filmora, which is um, you can video your screen and yourself at the same time, which is something I did because I was thinking I might want to have a course that I sell eventually. And that's really helpful. I also actually use it for my master's a lot now too, um, because they keep asking me to do recordings of something and submit it. So it actually was a good purchase, which is $85. 
um, just like a flat fee. One time, one time um, and then as I mentioned, the ultimate bundle, which is like the legal thing for $2,000. And then I also purchased the like more premium zoom so that I'm able to have like over 40 minute conversations yeah. with people like this, um, for $165 annually. So, um, there's, um, sorry, that was a long list, but no, I just love to it. And that the total of all of those is um, between like forty six hundred to like five thousand dollars, just to, to put it in perspective. And that was something I accumulated over the last like year or two um, yeah. to put it in perspective for people similar to my situation. Absolutely. Right. So startup costs are startup costs, regardless of what you're doing. And they're phenomenal. They can be phenomenally smaller than if you had a physical shop brick and mortar. Mm-hmm as well, but there are going to be expenses. And if you hadn't taken time, so for our listeners, like Francesca read that out on a list on presumably a spreadsheet or mm-hmm. a receipts folder or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or Jess, when she files her taxes, she's just going to be like, here you go, accountant. Yeah. One email. <laughs> Make sure you've got all the receipts. <laughs> yes. When you give it to the accountant though. Yeah. And so that's actually why, because I remember I had gone and written this down just like to be cognizant of how much I was investing. And then when I purchased the legal bundle, they said, if you form an LLC, you can use those receipts yes. um, like with your taxes. And that's why I went back and found all the emails and found all the invoices and receipts and saved it to a folder. And I have that all down, you know, piled away. <laughs> and that is like a one-time thing. And so mm-hmm. ways to keep that simple is like keep a shoebox at your computer desk and just put them in there. And then once a month, sit down and just list them date description amount in mm-hmm. in a spreadsheet mm-hmm. column yeah and away you go like it's not a complicated thing but we tend to put certain things off um because we're not sure how or we overcomplicate it mm-hmm. right? or then, a lot of receipts go to email i would recommend setting yeah. up a folder labeled yes. receipts and then going through them and you can again put them into excel and total them up or however you want to do it save them save all of the the pdfs or also fun hack that i recently learned that i didn't know if you don't have a feature to save it or export um it as a pdf let's say it's an email mm-hmm. um if you open the email and you hit print for me, at least, there's an option to change the yes. it to the save as PDF, which I did not know. I'm sorry if I'm super behind on these things, but no. <laughs> everyone else knows about this. But I was like, oh, oh, this is great. No, that is a great hack. And, you know, we just learn what we learn as we learn it. There's no right. judgment whatsoever. That, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that a lot of people will be like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Yeah, um, It's true. But the email triaging, I mean, I could talk quite a lot for that because I love labeling things in my Gmail mm-hmm. <laughs> and filing them. Um, it's so helpful. It's so helpful. And then they're all there. And I do that audit that you just described mm-hmm. every couple of months because um, I like to see what's going on with my business money and you know how things are looking and what maybe I don't need to use. So like mm-hmm. you had a long list. I have a long list. And before the end of the last calendar year, I sat down and I purged out. I purged out a bunch of passwords, a bunch of accounts deactivated, a bunch of subscriptions, and I just cleaned closet mm-hmm. on all of that stuff. Um, because again, like I was collecting, collecting, collecting for me, it's been about three years part-time or less. Um, and I, I hadn't really sat down to look at everything I had collected and, um, it's important to do that too, because otherwise you're just hanging on to stuff that 
you're never going to use again. You're never going to log into again. And you might mm-hmm. even still have a paid automated subscription for. So yes, uh, it <clears throat> is important to do that clear out. <laughs> uh, oh, so, so good. You know, we're so um, in sync with this managing the back end of things. And I obviously for me, I could go on and on and on about it, but I just want to turn it over to you a little bit more as we kind of come near the end here. What are, you know, some of the things that you're having a lot of fun with and some other things that we haven't talked about yet um, that you know are next in line for like your business growth and your personal growth? Because really being an entrepreneur is all about the journey of self, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, That's a great question. I... I think I'll answer the last question first, which is more growth with myself and where I'm headed. And I think it really just boils down to mindset because, Mm -hmm. um, especially since I started my master's and I'm like really busy, it has been just so go, go, go that I need to take that time to reflect and regroup from time to time and think, where am I headed? Where am I headed? What am I doing that to get me to where I'm headed? Is this still aligned with what mm-hmm. I feel that I want, especially as I'm doing my master's, I'm exposed to a lot of different, I need to, um, for people unaware of how you become a registered dietitian in the States, you need 1200 hours of um, essentially work experience slash internship experience across clinical food service and community um, work, which is like a hospital, like food bank, like a commercial kitchen. And so I'm exposed to all these different things in my master's. And so I'm personally reflecting, Ooh, I actually really like community. Maybe I would do something more aligned to this and maybe I need to shift. Maybe I need to pivot depending on like where I see myself going in the future. Um, I still do see myself as having some kind of a business, but maybe molding it to a different specification or a different niche, that kind of thing. Um, being more cognizant of that and also just managing my own internal self and how I look at and see things um, is really just on more of like almost spiritual level what I feel I need to do um, in order but also so that I can be my best self to give to others because that is really the whole point and that's what a large reason why I decided to shift because I would have made a lot more money in finance Potentially. Let's just put it like that. But potentially, <laughs> but you'd still be yeah, limited by um, a paycheck, right? Like a paycheck has an upper limit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so and that's the thing. Like it really comes down to like what is more important to you. And it wasn't necessarily the money. It was more maybe I just want more freedom in my day, but I want to feel like I'm truly serving people as opposed to just an Excel sheet working for like this big company, like guru and God knows what, that kind of thing. Um because of so what you went through. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a decade yeah. of your life. Yeah. It's over a decade, know. really. Yeah. Over. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that's a significant amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if we don't have a lot of decades under our belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm 27 for anyone unaware right? of my current so she's age. 27. Yeah. So, and, and so that's like mm-hmm. 30% of her life. Even for yeah. me at 40, that's 25% of my mm-hmm. life. Right. And yeah. 10 or more years. So, you went through this and I think like what you're speaking is your heart feels for other people in that. And that's where you want to comfort that younger version of yourself. You want to show up and oh, all the time, one of the yeah. people who helped you, you want to pay that back to somebody mm-hmm. else. 
And Ashley, while we're talking about that, just really quickly, I, again, um, was attending a free webinar, which I do a lot. Yes, <laughs> of course. Why um, wouldn't you? Mentioned, <laughs> but this was specifically for like health practitioners. Oh, and good. she said something because I think imposter syndrome is something we hear all the time. And especially since for me, at least because I'm not a credentialed, like registered dietitian, even if you are an RD, there are so much nuance and differentiation um, between nutrition for different individuals and people will have different opinions because science is not a hard, fast, like, yes, no, it, there's so much gray area, especially considering what we don't know. So um, what I wanted to say about that is what she said, which just truly resonated with me when you're feeling like, oh, but like, what could I offer? She said, you're underestimating how far you've come. Yeah. And, and it's like, if, look back where you started and compare yourself to now. But if, and when she said that, I was thinking about it, I was like, I have literally come so far. And if I've come so far, it means I have something to offer someone else who it was in my former situation. That's what can bring that passion in that life. In fact, I was talking to someone about, she asked me why I like PCOS for my new podcast. And I was like, there's so much to it. And, um, I think people don't realize that. And so many people don't get diagnosed until so yeah. much later. And I think that's time. something that like drives me insane. Like yeah. I was diagnosed at 21, but I literally was speaking to people on my podcast for my podcast who didn't get diagnosed until like early thirties. I was like, how could you possibly live with all the symptoms that we have? Yeah. Or had it like, for, for years and years <laughs> mentally and, years. and physically, because I was losing yeah. my fucking mind. Excuse me. I'm sorry for the language. No, okay. <laughs> okay. So Anyway, um, that answers that part of the question as to the first part of your question, what I'm, um, like enjoying in my business, similar to you, I really enjoy speaking with people. <laughs> um, I feel like I always learn something interesting and new and I, I'm more of a people person. In fact, um, when I was in finance, one of my bosses, um, meant I, as not part of my job, but part of like a volunteer thing, I was helping like kind of coordinate like this HR day. And my boss said that she received like the best feedback about me, like during that time, which is my more like interpersonal skills. And, and she said, to be fair, like, I'm like good at my job. Like I, like there was nothing subpar about my financial work, but just that she could see me shine brighter in this particular <laughs> situation. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I am. Um, that being said, I also do need like my own time to recharge. Um, cause I'm not like that much of a people person where like, I mean, I do get energy from it, but I also need my introverted self too. So, um, yeah, just talking to people and, and seeing where this goes, because there it's also interesting to find out like to some extent, you know, you don't know, but then learning more things as you go is just, it's very empowering when you see how far you've come, when you, like you said, build that itty bitty brick. And so I actually started creating a list for myself to like motivate me. And I wrote like in the sticky note on my computer, things I've taught myself, which I didn't have any idea about things oh. like creating a domain name, um, learning about SEO, learning about, um, like Fillmore, all these different things that I would never have like known like a year ago. And when you keep track of that, it motivates you and you can think, oh yeah, I can do a little bit more. I can do just a little bit more. So this is the celebrating yourself part. Mm -hmm. And that is such an important part of keeping yourself, keeping your bucket full along the journey, because there's always going to be more to do. There's always yeah. going to be more to do. That's mm -hmm. life. There's always going to be dishes. There's going to be emails. There's going to be bills to right? Yes. Big deal. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that nothing is 
is happening Mm -hmm. at the same time. So you are so wise and already have so many key pieces in place to support you. It's this gorgeous, um, uh, what's like, you've got this holistic service to really care for somebody and, and help them Um, get diagnosed and heal faster in their journey to get their physical body taken care of. And then you're providing yourself with a similar service as far as growing the business goes. Mm -hmm. And that is so aligned with what Powerful Inc. is. I'm just Mm -hmm. like beside myself excited. (laughs) And I love hearing this again, particularly at the onset, because Francesca, think about what this is going to look like when you build the business in this way where that is in two years, in five years, and yes, in that much further 10-year mark versus in a constant reactive energy, right? So all Mm -hmm. these practices you're doing, you hang on to them and you keep them going because they're going to feed you and um, remind you in the oh crap moments, Mm -hmm. right, of what is actually happening. It'll just kind of help keep your head above the water, as you go and as you grow. Um, it's, it's just so, so beautiful. You're, you are definitely in business. You are definitely an entrepreneur. You're definitely smart and leveraging everything that's available to you. I just want to say one last thing. And then I know like we have to, the, to um, wrap it up, but I, I was sitting on my heels for the last, um, for like about a year because I just hadn't chosen like a niche because I decided I wanted to, um, pivot away from disordered eating and, um, which is kind of why I've like let that, um, podcast, um, sit, but because I just like, hadn't chosen a niche, I was spinning my wheels, spinning my wheels, thinking like, I do eventually want a business and I need to learn all these things, but I don't want to like build something up in an area that I like, just don't necessarily resonate with. And I hadn't really thought too much about PCOS at the time. And what I'm trying to say is, um, eventually you have to just pull it like it's better just choose something and go with it and learn all of these skills and all of these systems and create something um because I wish I had done this sooner even if like I wasn't like like I said you can always pivot you can always choose something else but you will have learned all of these things already and I think what helped me realize that was I had that podcast and so when I decided I was like I need to learn all this stuff the amount of time it took me to create an entirely new podcast was literally like an hour. I mean, it obviously didn't take like an hour, but my point was I already knew everything I had to do so fast that within three days I had 13 recordings already pre-scheduled, had like everything set up and it was insane how fast and easy it was to just transition. And so it's better to just choose something. And I'm, I'm saying this for someone in a similar position to yes. me, Um, or maybe if like, you aren't sure about your niche, it's really helpful. Just build all this out. And that's why I chose, I was like, I'm going to build all of that. I'm going to learn all of this. And if I choose to do something different, it'll be that much easier to transition. So that's my closing thought. I I love it. Just start. Yeah. Just start. Things are going to change anyway. Like, yeah, (laughs) I've already changed so much in three years of being online and how I show up to serve and what I have to offer. Mm -hmm. And I, that wouldn't have happened if I kept waiting to start with something. Mm -hmm. you just have to try different things and it will come together eventually Mm -hmm. and what we do now doesn't have to be the forever so that is that is a beautiful beautiful closing thought put that on the wall (laughs) put that on the wall (laughs) it doesn't have to be the forever so don't get overly concerned 
That's right. Well, like we're not the same as we were 10, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, or as yeah. we will be in another 10 and 20 and more years either. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> this <laughs> has been so much fun. Um, I'm going to be following you and watching. Oh. And I'm going to, yes, I'm gonna, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to calendar date for two years from now to find out where you're at. <laughs> oh, wow. Dang. <laughs> okay. well, easy, yeah, right? that's a good like, point. Yeah. I just go to my Google calendar and I put yeah. it in there and away you go. And then it'll remind me in two years. Check on Francesca, see what she's doing. Oh, well, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been such a fun conversation because it's so different to what I normally talk about. But I enjoy speaking with other people going through this because it can feel so solo sometimes. So it's nice connecting with other people. Absolutely. Super. Well, we'll see who else wants to connect with you after uh, this episode. And we'll drop all of your credentials and links and your freebie to 10 ways to eat more veggies. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if you struggle with that, like I did for so long, I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, perfect. So we'll leave all that in the episode right up. And um, I look forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you.